Welcome back to 7 Seconds to More. This is episode 21. Uh, as usual, I am your host, Peter Howarth. And uh, as kind of usual, uh, we have Daniel Park back in the uh, the co-host chair. How are you, Dan? Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I mean, we have a real revolving door of, uh, of get. I mean, it makes it interesting. You know, you never know who's going to be here when you tune in. Glad you're back. So uh, um, I know it's funny. Last week we did a fantasy football themed episode because in NB August, there was not a lot of news and naturally like the day after all, all the news came out. So, you know, we're back, we're back for the basketball content. Um, I know it's still fantasy football draft season and obviously the, the season starts next Thursday, the kickoff. So uh, go check out last episode, episode 20 available everywhere. Uh, also in the link in the description, if you want to check that out, Duncan and I pick, some sleepers for the upcoming season so if you still have your drafts uh, you can keep an eye out for those i know duncan picked up to uh, i believe two two of uh the sleepers two of the four we picked mm. so you know he listens to his own advice <laughs> <laughs> um but you know it's it's september 2nd it's nba nb timber oh god nb timber um so uh, we got got a couple things to go over so let's start with off the top Chet Holmgren's rookie season is over after a foot injury in Jamal Crawford's Seattle Pro-Am game. The crossover, I believe it's a Liz Linz Frank injuries, but I believe the, the medical term, I'm not a doctor. Um, but uh, yeah, so first reaction, I know um, we're both, we're both Chet guys. You're, you're an OKC guy. So uh, love Chet. Chet. What, what, a, what's your instant reaction? Um, so I saw the drive when it, when it happened first, I like saw it floating around on all the social media and all the Twitter comments were jokes of saying like, Oh, there he goes out for the season, like broken, broken foot or whatever. And then the official news came out and it's really unfortunate, but I can't say that I wasn't surprised. I mean, he's 190 pounds. And he's frankly like the same weight as a lot of undersized point guards in the NBA. And he honestly just doesn't have like the muscle mass to support his frame. I think that's clear. So, and I see people like kind of blaming um, that Pro-Am event. Uh, But if it wasn't going to happen then, I think it was going to happen during the regular season. just with any clash with any of the NBA guys. So I don't really agree with the criticism on the the prime event or just summer, you know, pickup games in general. But yeah, it is really unfortunate news because he played well in the summer league. And I guess Sam Presti and the OKC, do they have another tank in them? I don't know. Like with Shay, I don't I don't know. If they have another tank, I, the weird thing is when they got Shay, when he was like, you know, 23 yeah. or something when they got him and he was like, yeah, he's 23. I don't know if he'll be in the, in the timeline of all these picks and that, you know, it sounds crazy at the time, but it could be yeah. the case. Um, and yeah, as, as far as the pro-am games go, they're not going away. They happen whether they're broadcast on NBA.com as this one was, or they're behind closed doors and in, in gyms in LA or Miami or wherever these guys like to go and they happen. And, and even if you don't like those like Eurobasket, um, 
Yep. And, and the FIBA World Cup qualifiers are happening right now. And Giannis is playing. Luka, Jokic, uh, Denny mm-hmm. Avdia, uh, Rudy Gobert, <laughs> um, Timothy Luau Cabro, you know, all the stars are playing. So, um, well, th- there's a lot of high-intensity basketball. Uh, Giannis is. has been playing great. Um, Denny Avdi has actually been really good for Team Israel. That's why I mentioned it. Um, but, like, this is all going to happen anyways. It's not going away. Now, I do think um, it was very publicized how there were some issues with the cross the crossover, I believe. Crawford crossover um because it was super crowded in the gym they had to end it early because the floor was so slippery yeah i watched a little bit i was watching live before it started and like the fans just like stormed the court when lebron got there and then there was just like 10 minutes of security being like get Uh off the floor and then they had to keep repeating over the loudspeaker it was a big yeah big mess so probably not organized in the best way no, I like if you're gonna get um, yeah. Jason Tatum and LeBron and Isaiah Thomas, and I like Isaiah. Shout out it <laughs> the little man. Um, Aaron Gordon. Uh, oh, go crap. Uh, who's who, there? Were other rookies that played other than other than Chet. Who's the other one? Wasn't um, Paulo playing or not? N- no, that was in the one with Dejounte. Dejounte. We talked about that a couple episodes ago, so go check that out. I believe it was episode 18 or 19. Uh, either way, listen to both of them. See. Uh, works for me. Um, yeah, there was someone else. I can't remember. Um, yeah, it's going to happen anyway, so I think they should just get a better court, probably, <laughs> if you're mm-hmm. going to do that. Maybe like more security or, you know, but it happens. They'll probably be more equipped uh, going into the future. Um, so for our next, uh, more, more injury stuff, really, that's, that's what everything is, uh, for this off, off the top segment. Uh, so Paige Becker's, uh, 2020, 2021 women's college athlete of the year, I think is the award she won. Um, so she is going to return to UConn for the 2023, 24 season as a senior after tearing her ACL and off-season workouts, despite uh, her being eligible for the WNBA draft, I believe it's in. It's not based off like you have to be. You have to play one season, like it is in mm-hmm. um, uh, men's college basketball. It is it's based off uh, age. So I believe it's twenty. You have to be twenty-one. If I'm correct. Um, but uh, I mean, the team's already in a tough spot. Uh, they got blown yeah. out in the national championship by South Carolina. First time they've ever lost in the national championship, and they have not won a title since Brianna Stewart's last four peats in 2016. Um, and in terms of like their roster, I mean, they lost Kristen Williams, Olivia Nelson Dota, Avina Westbrook, all to the WNBA draft, and they've you know, they've got some transfers and um, you know, new blood, but I don't know, Uh, Dan, what do you think? You'll be uh You'll probably be at some games this year. So, what do you think about this, this story? I think it's great to have Paige Buckets back. I mean, yeah, she's just absolutely. such an icon. Yeah, um, yeah. It's unfortunate that she's missing the season, but I think it it's good that you know she's coming back next year, hopefully healthy. And as for this season, uh, yeah, like you said, we did lose a lot of key players, um, but I mean, we got a glimpse of. A lot of the newer players last season, like Caroline, uh, Caroline, uh, easy Caroline Dorka, yeah, AZ, 
<laughs> number one. And Caroline, Caroline definitely took a lot of steps last year. You could tell that she was improving, but against South Carolina, you could tell that she wasn't really you know ready for that yet. But I think this year she's gonna take a huge step, just like I think AZ will. And you know, I I trust in the program. You know, Gino's gonna get it done. So I'm feeling good. You know, they'll get they'll find a way to get over this. Yeah, don't count us out. Don't count us out. Um, that's why I will say. And but I do think uh, Caroline Ducharme. Yeah, she kind of came out of nowhere when she had some opportunity with some injuries last year. Yeah. Um, so I think she could have a, a Darius Garland type emergence. Ooh. When when Colin Sexton okay. was out last year, a little preview for what we're talking about. A little later. preview. A little preview in case, in case you've been living under a rock. Um, <laughs> uh, so let's let's wrap up this off the top segment before we get to that main topic that we foreshadowed. Uh, new Celtics forward Danilo Gallinari has been ruled out for the 2022-23 season after tearing his ACL playing for Italy in the FIBA World Cup qualifiers. Yes. Now, this was initially reported as, mm-hmm. I believe, either a partial tear or a tweak or something along those lines, yes. and he'd be out like a couple months. Um, but uh, after uh, there's more, uh, they looked more into it. I believe he once he came to the Celtics doctors. Um, he was ruled out for the year. Um, so that is a big blow after they were, a lot of people heralded them as, as the, the winners of the off season, you know, after yeah. acquiring Malcolm Brogdon for, for next to nothing. And then also signing Daniel Gallinari to the full mid-level exception. Um, you know, they were the odds on favorite to win the championship, uh, mm-hmm. on FanDuel. They were like plus 650. Uh, Ooh. I'm correct. I looked at the other day. Um, but yeah, I think the the biggest blow this has is that um, while Gallinari was probably like the eighth man in the rotation, mm-hmm. you know, not starting and then behind White and Brogdon off the bench, it's going to be tough for Tatum and Brown. I mean, I've mentioned this before that um, Tatum has led the league in minutes the past three seasons, and that didn't include last year's Olympic run where he played yep, the maximum true. amount of games winning the gold medal. And it, it'll, I think you'll look at the end of the season and if if Tatum and mainly Tatum in this case looks fatigued and just worn out um mm-hmm. you know I think you could point at this um but do you think they'll try to do anything to to fill that role that that scoring forward off the bench I think they're going to have to I mean if if anything was evident last postseason their championship run it was that they needed some more firepower off the bench and no, Gallinari was going to provide that. He's very capable defender. Maybe not very capable, but he's he's a good enough defender. He he's a smart own. player, so he can, yeah. he can hold his own. Yeah, and I don't think he misses in the mid-range. He just got that jump shot that looks a little awkward, but just flies straight in. So I think it's... And yeah, it sucks that he's going to be out and... You know, I'm led to believe that this could be like the end of his NBA career. I think of like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, an ACL tear. I believe he's had a ACL tear on that same knee, if I'm correct. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. now he does, he's very smart when he signed that contract with the Celtics. He has a player option for next year, which mm. he'll most certainly pick up. But when you say King, the mid range veteran scorer forward, I think there's only one other guy. Yeah, you know, I think well, other than Demar Derozan, um, <laughs> I think there's there's a guy floating out there. It could be a Celtic. I think that's Carmelo Anthony. A little three to the head. 
through the head. Hey, we we made the iconic photo. Love that. Yeah, go, go check out my Instagram at Peter underscore Harris. Uh, available in the link in the, in the description if you want to see that photo. Um, but he just makes a lot of sense because uh, he saw some juice in it. I think he's like a more realized version of that little fun Joe Johnson thing we had <laughs> first half of last season. Um, I forgot about that. I soak Joe. I think the fans would love Carmelo. I mean, he was rumored to the Celtics for years when they were trying to figure out the guy, whether it was Carmelo or Boogie, Jimmy Butler, AD, Paul George. And I think he's buddies with Tatum. I mean, they're both Jordan brand athletes. And obviously, um, Carmelo Anthony is Captain America um, with Team USA. You know, Tatum kind of trying to take on that mantle now. Um, and obviously, 2003 draft, it wouldn't surprise me if he knew Al Horford or Ime Odoka with how long they all have been around the league. So mm. it makes a lot of sense to me. I think it'd be a fun, fun addition. Carmelo just wants to win, as you've seen, around a couple of years, and he still has some, some juice left in the tank. I don't know what number he'd wear. He can't wear seven. Oh, yeah, seven brown. What, what was he? He was wearing double zero in Portland. He can't wear that. Um, hmm. what, do you, what do you wear in LA for the Lakers? If it's a single digit, there's not really a lot of those available. Let's see, so he says he he wore fifteen for the for a bit on the Nuggets, or for his entire Nuggets stay, he wore fifteen. Fifteen, yeah, I don't think that's available either. Yeah, that was the uh, seven or fifteen. Huh. Let me see. If we're looking at all the Celtics retired numbers, of which they have. A lot. 15 is retired. Yeah, that's the late, great Tommy Heinsohn. So that's not available either. He, yeah, who knows? He could wear like 99 like Jay Crowder for all I for all I know. <laughs> Big shoes to fill. But, um, yeah, real, some, some real empty shoes since Jay Crowder <laughs> left. Um, after Jake Crowder was traded to Cleveland, uh, perfect transition. Mm, wow, as, smooth. Yeah, you know me, slick. <laughs> um, as Spida is no longer going to be in New York, not that he ever was. Wow. We thought Spida, man, you just called this Spida, but he's a big fan of Spider-Man, seemingly. He will not be going to New York. He'll be going to Cleveland a, a downgrade in city, but an upgrade sure. in NBA environment. Yes. Um, now, first off, this was like a classic Woj bomb. You can't get more mm-hmm. Woj bomb from this. Like he wasn't linked. There wasn't nope. the, there wasn't the, these teams are, are now working on a deal. They're very close. Yep. Just boom. Seems imminent. It was just boom. Drop the bomb. The Cavs have traded for Donovan Mitchell. We love it. It was. We're shots uh, in all of this. Come on, man. Yep, Shams was, he was nowhere to be seen. I know we're Shams people, but. Yeah, you can be both. I support Shams. I think yeah, that's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shams is probably busy talking to Rich Paul or getting some Ben Simmons <laughs> sort of his lane. Uh, Shams, come on the show if, if you want Shams, to. Shams, come out on the pod. We want you. So, no, that should be enough. Um. So, yeah, so this. Um, after um, the Knicks signed R.J. Barrett to a contract extension that kind of seemed to open the door for other teams. And while it would have been possible for the Knicks to do a deal without R.J., 
it seemed unlikely because um, he was their best asset to offer in a trade. Now, if we're looking at the package, it was Laurie Markkinen, O'Shea Ogjabi, Colin Sexton, three unprotected firsts, and two pick swaps to, to, to Utah. Straight up for Mitchell, nothing else. Mm-hmm. First reaction, how... It, um, do you think one side won the trade? I think it's hard to tell. Obviously, it's usually yeah. hard to tell with this many first, yeah. but mm-hmm. it you could argue that it was a less of a haul than Rudy Gobert. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on, you know, it's hard to tell which which side really won. But what I can say that is that I think it's a really nice return for Utah. It's I think it's great for both teams, honestly. Um the Cavs are adding a 25 points per game score, one of the better shooting guards in the league. Um, but, you know, I don't know if he's that much better than Colin Sexton, you know, to be well, giving up that much. I mean, I mean, he is, though. He... Yeah, he is. Like, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's kind of... It is tough to tell with Sexton. Sexton is sort of the forgotten man here. He missed all of last yep. season with a torn ACL. Um, and then his absence sort of allowed Darius Garland to flourish, yep. as we predicted with Caroline Ducharme this season. Um, so, you know, if Sexton was healthy, we know Sexton loves to shoot. He, he, he's a volume scorer. So yes. I don't know if, that, if Garland would have taken the all-star leap that he did um, if Sexton was healthy. Mm. And then uh, it was clear that Sexton, um, that the, that Cleveland didn't want to retain him because they yeah. didn't uh, they didn't really offer him a contract. I believe the rumors that they were offering more of like a thirteen fourteen million a year he ends up getting mm-hmm. about eighteen a year over 18. four. Which I think I think that's very good. Yeah, I mean it's not what it's like less than Duncan Robinson makes. Oh God. Or it's like not that much more than Jordan Clarkson, who uh, mm-hmm. he'll now be sharing a team with. That can't last for long. That's a lot of. That's a lot, lot of shots. Then no one else will be able to get a shot up. Dude, I, I mean, I think it's. I think I think Sexton has the potential to be one of the, the more fun tank commanders the league has ever seen. I think top ten score this this season. You think you <laughs> thirty think... shots a nice next to Horton Tucker? <laughs> oh God, THT. <laughs> Can you put up? Can it's you put be five a night, Sexton? The volume yeah. can be there. Give him the volume. Like who else is Like Walker Kessler. <laughs> oh now I will say I wanted to have Pat Bev on the same team as Sexton because like they're both uh, dogs with a W. Dogs, dogs per thirty-six. Dogs per thirty-six. They are. They're the league leaders. Off I the think. charts, absolutely. So I mean, that's that's depressing. But uh, if we're if we're going through some of the players, um, you know, Laurie Markkinen, he was acquired in a sign and trade last year. Ogjabi, he was the fourth. I believe I'm saying that correctly. If I'm not, you can tell me in uh, at at some seconds or more on Instagram. Um, available in the links in the description. Ogjabi was the 14th pick of this year's draft after he led Kansas to the national championship, and he won the most mm-hmm. outstanding player of the tournament. So the pedigree is there. Yep. Um, Sexton was the eighth pick of the 2018 draft. Um, he was used the pick originally belonged to the Brooklyn Nets, went to the Celtics in the 2013 uh, Pierce Garnett Jason Terry trade. Then that pick was traded to Cleveland in the Kyrie Irving trade alongside um, 
Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, and Ante Zizic. Wow. Yeah. Zizic, a throwback. I thought that guy was going to be good. I was like, why are they throwing <laughs> in? And then he like barely played. Um. So, but on paper, the players, I don't, so it seems like Cleveland didn't really care about bringing back Sexton. I think they probably would have been okay with bringing him back on the qualifying mm-hmm. offer. Um, yep. Markinen, they didn't really give up anything for. Ogjabi, um, I mean, I, I like Ogjabi. You know, you, you can never have enough wings that are that know how to play on in a winning yep. environment. Um, but it's not like crazy. It's not. Um, it's not anything insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's what stood out to me. I was like, it, it's a good amount, but Donovan Mitchell is. I believe he's made 13 all NBA before. He has had big shots in the playoffs as a number one scorer on a team that's won, you know, 50 plus games. He's 26. Great bubble run. Iconic bubble run. There's nothing like the bubble just because it was incredible moving into like school. And yeah. like the day I moved in, I, I had the Celtics on. They were playing a game in the bubble. I was like, this is wild. It's kind of fun though. Yeah. yeah. I know you're a soccer guy. Do you think it'll be similar to the World Cup happening this holiday season? Yeah, I think so. It'll definitely be very different. Uh, hopefully I can pay attention in class while it's happening, but I think it'll be starting during Thanksgiving break around there. So I'll have a week or so to get it out of my system, maybe. I'm not a, uh, I'm not, I'm not a big soccer guy. Don't don't follow it the same way. But yeah. I will say my... Probably, um, well, last World Cup, certainly, he was, this guy was my favorite. Um, I don't even know what, I, I want to say he plays for like Real Madrid. I have no idea, though, so don't flame me. Or okay. if you do flame me, flame me up seven seconds or more on Instagram. I like uh, Luka Modric. He's, he's Luka my Modric, the Croatian. Nika Mule's fellow Croatian. Oh, he's Croatia. Oh, yeah, it was Croatia. What team he does, he, he does play for Real Madrid. Ah, look at that soccer guy. He's one of the best midfielders in the world. He, uh, you know, I just liked how he, he really controls the game and he's okay. a leader, but he doesn't, uh, he doesn't need to be like a goal scorer. I mean, at the midfield, yeah, to score goals like that. He just dictates the game. You know, it's like Tyrese Halliburton, just, Tyrese just Halliburton. floor general. Rondo. General. Rondo. Is Rondo, Rondo still on the Cavs? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that dude keeps kicking around. It's like his 13th year <laughs> in the league now. 14. Let him be. Let him be. 36. Hey, there's... Oh, really? Wow. Well, there's nothing as good yeah. as national TV Rondo when he'd play on the, like, Sunday matinees and he dropped triple-doubles <laughs> on the heat. Oof. The All right, heat. so that was, that was the first part. We went yeah. over the package of the, of the deal. So I think we're going to get to the second part of this, which is Cleveland's future. Um, you know, it's really an incredible way to build a core because... Cleveland was sort of middling for a couple of years after they mm-hmm. traded Kyrie. LeBron left. You know, there it was just sort of Kevin Love and a bunch of guys for a little bit there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it's important to show how uh, important it is to, to hit on picks, whether they're in the mid lottery or a uh, high in or high in the draft. This is like a dumb analogy, but sort of like fantasy football, where when you get that high pick. You know, you you need to hit on it. You need to get someone solid. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe there's guys after who who were a little better, but you didn't know they were going to be better. Like like Devin Booker or something who went around like 13, or Mitchell who went around like True. the 13 range. 
But if you have that top five pick, you have to hit it. Mm-hmm. You can take the risks later on. And Cleveland seemed to hit it with Colin Sexton at eight. I mean, he's, I'd have to look at it. He's probably like a top eight player from that draft. Um, Darius Garland at five, whom I liked coming out of Vanderbilt. But really? I liked his shot creation. Um, mm-hmm. But there's really no path to the to the Celtics getting it. Also, this is it's like a really weird thing. But I think when a guy has like acne on his face, I think he's, he's just going to be dirty. Because yeah. I think, well, <laughs> he doesn't really care about it. No, you just focused focused on the game. I mean, Marcus Smart has had it for years. Brandon Ingram. Ingram. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Drant probably had some. Drant is known for, you know, his facial hair in general. <laughs> um, you know, I just think they're they're a hooper. So, gotcha. <laughs> something <clears throat> something that sticks out to me. <laughs> and then uh, Evan Mobley at three last year, um, top three, mm-hmm. a little earlier in the the mid lottery. Sure. Um, one thing though, how did they steal Jarrett Allen? There's a James Harden trade that happened, and then Cleveland just snuck in. in there and was like, yep. "Hey, can we can we have Jared Allen? <laughs> Houston, you don't want him? We'll take him." Like, just, it's kind of yeah. crazy at the time, but it's like completely inexcusable <laughs> now. Yeah. <laughs> um. One question though. So, what do you think about this? Um, the lineup because part of the thing that Cleveland had last year that that stood out. Is they ran this three big lineup where they had Markinen, who's like a damn near seven footer at the three, yep. Mobley at the four, Jared Allen at the five. But now they're going to be tiny in the backcourt with Garland yep. and Mitchell, who are both like, I think they're both six one. Six one. Mm-hmm. You have Mobley and Allen, which is a very good sized defensive front yep. court. And then it seems like Isaac Okoro will sort of bridge the gap there. So what do you think about that line, either defensively, offensively, just what stands out? I think the first the first thing that definitely sticks out is the spacing. I mean, Markinen was huge, but he could shoot. He could spread it out. And Mitchell is one of the best shooting guards in the league. So he'll definitely add a lot. But uh, yeah, we know what we're going to get out of Mobley, Jared Allen. Uh, Mobley Mobley can operate in the mid-range. I think the biggest guy that needs to take the step is obviously Okoro. People talking about Levert starting in that lineup, but I think that's just too many mouths to feed. Okoro is the guy that can bring defense. He can defend. But the next step for him is offense. Um, I know when he was... Yeah, yeah, that's, that's my take on that. What about you? I agree with it. Um... It did seem that when they were getting Levert from the Pacers last year, that it was them trying to sort of figure out this thing at the three. Okoro has come along a little slower than they would have thought. Um, mm-hmm. But at least Okoro, he's very solid defensively already. That's his calling yeah. card. And I think they were relying on Levert's ability to create buckets. Now he, he kind of got sidetracked with some injuries. The whole mm-hmm. Cleveland team kind of did. Obviously, Sexton was out last year. Mobley was sidelined for a couple weeks. Yes. Um, but I think Levert, he just needs to be able to have the opportunity mm-hmm. and have some minutes as as being the guy. So I think he'll be a sixth man option. Um, him, Kevin Love, uh, Rondo coming off the bench. Uh, yep. I, I think they do they still have Shetty Osman. They do. Yeah. 
Dean Wade, Lamar Stevens. Um, they have Raul Neto as well. Oh yeah, they signed Raul Neto from Washington. Well, okay. Well, they got them. They got some options. I think Levert filling in, filling up the bucket, um, is an intriguing opportunity for them. Yep. Um, as far as where I think they will place in the East, I think. Now, I don't think I forgot a team here. I think this firmly sets them in like the second tier of the East, um, along with Atlanta, Chicago, Toronto. I put New York in question marks because like. With Brunson, RJ, Randall, maybe like uh, Mitch Rob. I don't know. Like they should be okay, but it's uh, like they're on the fence. Like they're I definitely not flashy. You know? No, I mean I don't those know aren't if... names that pop out. No, I don't know if I like them that much more than Charlotte, but Charlotte's kind of like a hellscape at the moment. Yeah, and then I don't know Washington. Eh. No. And then, so I think they are below the top tier of the East, which is like the true contenders of Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, and Miami. I'll say what we went about Miami. Brooklyn. Great team on paper. They got better. Um, yep. In theory, you have a full season of Kyrie. Um, ben Simmons, they're just adding an all-NBA guy to the team. <laughs> um, so, yeah. um, you know, they, they will have this, this core under contract for a while, which helps a lot. Garland's still on the rookie deal. Mobley's still on the rookie deal. Allen is making $20 mil a year. Mitchell is, is the high highest breadwinner on the team around mm-hmm. mid-30s, I believe. But they can conceivably have this team around for a while. And um, I, I think it's a great ad to have another another franchise talent face of the sure. franchise. Um, a lot of this will depend on the development of Mobley. Um he often has gotten comparisons to like Kevin Garnett level ceiling on defense, mm-hmm. but Kevin Garnett was also a great offensive player. He was yeah. great. He was king of the mid range. Um, if Garnett played, um, it's funny if he played today. He played like eight years ago, so it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> Not too long ago. But you know, I think Garnett would have been. Uh, he would have developed more of a three point game as well. Be able to stretch more like a Chris Bosh. Yep. So. You know, if Mobley develops that, I think it would really help next to Jared Allen. Um, yeah. But at the very least, they have the bones of a team that could that could contend for years to come and grow around them. And they have some other good pieces around, some ancillary pieces. There's an ancillary. Around, Love that word. Around 30 minutes. My, it's my word, man, ancillary. Um, so, yeah. So, I think uh, what is the obvious uh, glaring point now is that this is just another another what if for the Knicks? You know what what they could have had would have been nice. You know along the lines of the Kyrie Zion and Katie. You know Zion. <laughs> no, that's oh. Sports Center post that graphic. <laughs> Poor intern I was told to make the graphic. Um, but all right. So, do you think this was a mistake? I think in a way that this franchise they picked RJ over Donovan Mitchell. Um, which you know I don't think is some ludicrous thing because mm-hmm. um it would cost more than RJ. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know keeping like a franchise guy you drafted, developed fans already know you know how he's gonna play in New York. Not that I don't mm-hmm. I don't think Donovan Donovan wouldn't be scared. I think he'd yeah. be good under the bright lights anyways. But he's gonna like it. So just what do you think? If you put on your Knicks color glasses. What's your what's your outlook here? Mine, you know. I like the Knicks for sticking to the guns. 
you know, not just throwing everything they have at the Jazz to get Donovan Mitchell, you know. I assume that they believe that they have uh, a good enough team right now. Um, acquisition of Brunson. Uh, I know Randall had some drama last year, last season with the fans and all that. Uh, yep. But he's got to he's got to bridge that relationship back again, and he's got to win them back. So that's definitely going to be a huge thing. Uh, RJ, I don't think he's taken the steps that are expected of him yet. I think he has to improve massively. Uh, yeah, I well, so my opinion on RJ is sort of similar to how I thought about Jalen Brown when he received his extension. Um, I believe RJ's extension is slightly less than the max, which is the same for Jalen. Both number three overall picks, one fact. But when Jalen got the extension, I don't know if I deleted the tweet, but it's certainly certainly a (laughs) shameful one of mine. Um, I thought the extension was bad because Jalen hadn't really done anything. I was I said I hope it's for salary matching purposes because I didn't believe in Jalen. I take it all back, Jalen. I love you. Stay in Boston. Someone dig up his Twitter. It, it's available in the link in the description at <laughs> at tweets and Pete. Um, but I just didn't believe in it, and Jalen had underperformed at the time. Um, you know, he was a little slower to develop. Um, and Jalen was more of an unknown coming out of Cal than RJ was coming out of Duke, though. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't surprise me if, if RJ comes out and, and he, he proves us wrong. He, he's had a, a upward trajectory. His offense is better than Jalen's was at the time. And, and if we're sitting back and we're like, oh, you know, this is a steal. When RJ's contract comes up, it'll, mm-hmm. it could be similar to what's happening right now with Jalen Brown or what yeah. would have happened with DeJounte Murray where they're not going to sign an extension because you can only sign an extension at 125% of the last year of the contract, which would be uh, under market value versus what he could get in free agent. Yep. Um, but uh, what I was, what I was going to say earlier, now, if, if you're looking at if they traded RJ in a package for Mitchell, you would have said, oh, well, RJ's like, you know, better piece than any piece Cleveland uh, gave up so True. they would have to give up maybe less other ancillary players um, <laughs> yep. or um, maybe like less firsts but then Woj dropped this out of last or out of sort of left field a couple hours after he, he dropped the bomb that apparently in the beginning of like July when free agency opened the Knicks offered RJ Barrett, Obi Toppin Mitchell Robinson Ooh. And three unprotected firsts, which wow, why, Danny <laughs> Ainge? Why are you doing it? Yeah, why? Don't, yeah, you gotta take that and run. The only explanation I could think of is if Danny he he would have to pay RJ, and he'd have to pay Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson would have been a sign and trade, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. he just preferred the picks over everything. Even if I think the Knicks first are more valuable than the Cleveland firsts. Yeah. 
it's like a bit of a head scratcher just because yeah rj is by far the best asset in any of those potential deals it would be like if the kevin durant deal happened and let's say he went to uh let me say denver for um like michael Porter jr and aaron gordon and zeke naji and three first or something i don't know Mm-hmm. And you're like, what are you doing? Jalen Brown was like the best player, quote unquote, available. Yeah. Or, or you could have waited and tried to get like DeAndre Aiden, who would have been also better than any of those players. Mm-hmm. So I guess they preferred firsts. And I don't know. It just, it's just kind of hard to stick out for me because don't you think Mitchell would have been just a great fit for the Knicks, regardless of like what we think of a backcourt with Brunson and Mitchell? Yeah. Not yeah. similar to. Mitchell and Garland, but just Mitchell in New York makes sense, does it not? Yeah, you could just picture him playing MSG under the bright lights with the fans, Spike Lee sitting courtside yelling at him. <laughs> oh, he'd yell at him. He yells at everyone. Yeah. Uh, God, it's just, I've said this before. This Knicks roster isn't, they're not one guy away. They're not mm-hmm. trying to make tweaks around the edges, like, I, I don't know, like the Celtics to try to make a run to the finals or even deep in the playoffs. I yeah. think they need to be trying to like build a culture of players that yeah. want to play there and they Absolutely. play tough and hard. Jalen Brunson fits that mold. Mitchell's a New York guy. He's a big Mets fan. Check his Twitter. Mm-hmm. Always tweeting about him. He, uh, he, he likes to tweet at a friend of the show, Mikhail Bridges. Cause I believe Mikhail's a Phillies fan. So a little, little rivalry there. Yes, <laughs> he is. To watch. Um, I just think he would have been a great star for the fans to rally around. You know, kids with words mm-hmm. jersey would have been the biggest face of the Knicks since aforementioned yeah. Carmelo Anthony. I don't know. Yeah. And wasn't Leon Rose brought in the president of the Knicks to bring in stars and use some of those connections he made in the agency world? Mm-hmm. And, you know, this seemed like one. Obviously, Irving and Durant didn't work out. How much longer are they going to keep on going with this until they get a guy? And I know, I think they can have some patience, but this is New York media we're talking about. It's a different scope. Yeah. There's no patience. And this also could be like, if Mitchell, you know, if Danny Ainge wasn't the GM of the Jazz, the price might have been less. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's sort of like when... In baseball, whenever anyone makes a trade with the Tampa Bay Rays, I'm like, "What are you doing? Like, you know who they are? Like, they're you're not going to win this." Mm-hmm. Similar, I mean, Danny Ainge hasn't won every trade he's made, but it, it's a similar sort of feeling. And he gets what he wants. Yeah, maybe maybe the Knicks offer that same package, RJ Top and Mitchell through the first down the line, and they get. I don't know who could be another guy available. Um. Um, boy. Well, I can't. Even, I don't know. Uh, this this wouldn't happen. But uh, Lamelo. I don't know. Knicks need a guy, and it's just not looking up for them at the moment. But do they have enough to attract you know a guy like that? Do you think? Well, it's really weird with their cap space at the moment because now 
Mick Schraub's making you know, a little bit of money more than his he made you know rookie scale contract. RJ will be making mm-hmm. more. Randall's on a big deal. And then you have some guys who I believe have like expiring team options with uh, Derrick Rose, Alec Burks, Evan Fournier's on a big contract. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they have cap space. And at least it seems based off the play of Randall and Fournier, they would need to use an asset in order to get rid of those contracts. Maybe Randall bounces back, but it's hard to find a suitor for a guy like that. Yeah. I don't know. They sort of dug themselves into a hole, in my opinion. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe RJ just comes out, makes the first all-star team. Brunson's a great fit in New York. Randall bounces back from his tough year last year. Mm-hmm. And they make the play-in tournament. Could it happen? Yeah. Yes. Do I think so? I'm going to say no. My friend yeah, is a fan. Is... And she was just saying how... Like, what was the point of reading all these all these big <laughs> rumors for weeks? Yeah. And then he goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, I, we could talk about the Knicks, but I feel like people aren't talking about the Heat's offseason. I feel like they they were expected to make some moves. I mean, Donovan Mitchell was heavily linked to them. KD was as well, but they're going to be... Adonis Haslam is going to be playing some sympathy minutes at the four this season. Yeah, oh boy, Haslam back. uh, The Heat are in a weird spot because they probably, I mean, they were like, you know, a a Jimmy Butler three away from making the finals. Yeah. But they're, yeah, they didn't get better. They lost PJ Tucker. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just, if they were to make a potential trade, they're not trading Bam, they're not trading Jimmy. Um, you know, that was the first year of Lowry wasn't his best year, but they're not going to punt on him. So their best trade asset is Tyler hero, Tyler hero, big money extension. Any team you'd have to believe in Tyler hero to be worth near max money, which I don't think Utah was sold on. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many teams in the league would be sold on it. And then their first aren't going to be worth that much. It's tough to, to craft a deal. Um, you know, I think Sexton's a way better value for the money 18 yeah. a year he got. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think the Heat would probably be like a top four seed in the East. They're always a great regular season team, and they can play yeah. playoffs, but you know, Jimmy's getting Not older. Enough to, yeah. I think it's clear that they need another scorer that can you know, raise the ceiling of their offense. You could tell that it was just Jimmy willing them like throughout the entire playoffs. Obviously, I don't think Kiro is going to be as uh, ineffective as he was last season, but... No. That's... And I think the regular season, you know, they have these guys that come out of nowhere and, you know, leads to a lot of regular season success, but yep. it's hard to rely down the stretch on big minutes from Max Drews, Duncan Robinson, um... Gabe Vincent. Yeah. Omar Yurt Seven. Caleb Martin. Uh who's the guy that uh, man, they got this big guy who everyone likes. Well, this I think they still have Deadman, Dwayne Deadman, but there's another Dwayne Deadman. The Haywood Highsmith? I think that's who it is. <laughs> I know the name. I don't think I He he brought a lot of energy 
in the summer league. I think they really liked what he did. Um, yeah, Haywood Highsmith. But you know, not the most not the most promising promising guy, I would say. Um, but anyways, enough of the Heat. Um, and the Knicks and the Cavs. Um, I think we're gonna wrap up the show now. Um, with some reading last week's Q and A and poll. As always, if you listen to us on Spotify, I believe only in the app. You can scroll down on each episode, um, episode page, and you can vote on the poll and reply to the Q&A, and then we can read out your answers every week. So last week's poll, uh, this was, again, we had like a fantasy football-themed episode. So it was, do you play fantasy basketball? Because fantasy football is sort of the fantasy king. Dan and I play fantasy basketball together. We love it. Still looted that chip, man. My team's been stacked <laughs> for years, but I kill the draft every year. But A lot of luck. Yeah, you know, I just I get a lot of injuries too. Injuries. I make some um, trades that shouldn't happen. <laughs> no, I mean you got Jason Tatum for <laughs> Mikhail Bridges and Chris Boucher. Dude, like, we love like, Chris Boucher was he was dropping like eighties. Had like these nine block games in Toronto. Yeah, and then as soon as you traded him, he went Straight back down. to Chris Boucher. We we know. It. I'll never get over that. Um, but so, this is your you, year. Uh, don't don't we say this every year? <laughs> I had Giannis last year killing the game. I, I had Giannis Lamelo, Chris Chris Cash Mendelton. Uh, anyway, do you play fantasy basketball? Uh, the top category was yes. Multiple fantasy sports are fun. It was then followed by no. I only stick to football. So doesn't really surprise me. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm glad people play fantasy basketball because I think it's a fun way. Um, you know, it's a long regular season, so it's a fun way yeah. to to keep up with players and and performances. Um, it's at least helped me because um, it just it's hard to follow a full season, and and you're not going to watch every team if if Definitely. they're not your team. Yeah. And as far as last week's poll. It was, what do you think of players revealing injuries after the season ends? Dan, uh, what is your take on this? Revealing injuries after the season ends? Yeah, so sort of like Chris Paul last year was saying how he was hurt. Oh, and then oh Tatum, I saw the thing about Tatum, yeah. Tatum had his thing. Remember after like 2018 <sighs> finals, LeBron just came out with a cast on. He's like, yeah, my hand's been hurting. Yeah. What do you think of that? I, I believe them, <laughs> but it definitely doesn't rub off that well uh, to a lot of people that are just skeptical. They're like, oh, just another excuse for why you lost. But um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the reaction would be, I don't know if the reaction would be the same if they revealed like during, like if, if it was in a playoff run, if Tatum came out like after the game and said like, oh. I've had a broken hand or whatever. I don't, I, I don't know how the reaction would be different. But. It's tough to find the right way to do it because if you re- if you win and then you reveal it, you're like, oh my God, he yeah. was doing this and he was Soldier. It's amazing. Yep. All Dude. time. 
Um, <laughs> if if you do it and you lose, you're like, oh, that's an excuse. Yeah. It might depend on the way they do it because I think Tatum and Paul, you know, had these sit down exclusive interviews where you're like, eh. But yeah. Uh, I'll say like football. You know, I think like you know, just like a, on a random day in the off season, it was like Joe Burrow was getting his knee cleaned up. And, you know, he was banged up throughout their Super Bowl run. And that coming out of nowhere, you're like, oh, my God. He, he was hurt that whole time, too. He just he didn't make a big deal of it. Mm-hmm. Then also, like, I know Tom Brady for years, it's been like, you know, he's playing with a thing on his thumb. We'll see how well he can throw the ball. So if you lose, you're like, oh, he was hurt. And if you win, yeah. you're like, oh, my God, he was hurt. It's amazing. So... Yeah, I, I guess but, it depends on the optics of it. Like, also, but is there even any reason to kind of reveal that? Like, come out and, like, say that? Like, I feel like if you're, like, photographed walking around in a cast, then, you know, that's whatever. But I don't know if there's a need to come out and say or, like, explain yourself or explain what happened exactly. Unless you're asked on it specifically. But... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have, I have nothing wrong with players having like a, a sit down interview with a like a reporter they have a good relationship with just to, you know, talk about things. Um, yeah. You know, I think it's great to have access to the players and be able to um, learn more about, um, you know, whoever your favorite player is and, mm-hmm. or favorite team. It's just, yeah, like dropping the injury in there is it's a little weird. I'd rather just have like a press release from the team being like, yeah. you know, Tatum had surgery to clean up his knee and you'd be like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And it's yeah. like, he'll, he's expected to be back for training camp. Oh, okay. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I'm all for these these interviews. They're they're fun to watch. Taylor mm-hmm. Rooks does a great job again. Nothing on Taylor Rooks in her Bleacher Report. Um, but, yeah, that's just... Is she, the, is she the one that said that Dame is not a superstar? Or is that someone else? I, I don't think it'd be her. I mean, she has a great relationship with a lot of players. Good relationship with, I think, Jalen, Tatum... John Morant, CP. I I doubt she'd say that. I think she values the relationship with players. <laughs> I just looked it up, and that's what she said. She that's said it in that interview. Said? Yeah. In, what's the with quote? With Tatum. God. Oh. Wow, this didn't come across my radar. <laughs> really, this was this was popping up about a week ago. I think maybe my timeline was just full of the Tatum stuff. So, yeah, she said, I think Damien has all the superstar qualities, but it's hard to put him in it at this moment. Obviously, he has it in him. He's got to win. He's got to get there. And then Tatum, he like made a little stanky face there because he disagreed, obviously. I mean, I disagree. Yeah. Okay, so (laughs) Damien. So she values winning this wow. Okay, that team has kind of sucked around him. He's made the Western <laughs> Finals. It was a little fluky, but he's made... You know, that's more than... Yeah, like, do you need a chip? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Jokic hasn't won anything. What are we... Yeah. You're not exactly. denying he's... A, granted, he's won MVP. It's a little different. Um, is Tatum a superstar? Exactly. Yes, Tatum's a superstar. I mean, he made the finals. Um. Yeah, That that's not what makes you a superstar. But I don't know. Like, like are Mitchell and Gobert yeah. superstars? Probably, I mean, I think Mitchell is. I, 
I don't know. I think when we get like who's a superstar, who's a star, yeah, who's a that's... franchise guy, who's a number one, who's a top ten. I don't know. But to say Damian Lillard, who has been doing it year in year out since yep. twenty twelve, twenty twelve, yeah, drafted as same as Anthony Davis. Wow, he's been there on the cover is. of two K. He has his own signature shoe. He was in he's in Space Jam: A New Legacy, uh, <laughs> highest pedigree. Oh yeah, that's number one on the list. I got that out of order. He has like a signature move. He has some of the clutchest playoff shots in playoff history. Ooh, that bubble. Like, yeah, man. Wow, that. (laughs) Okay, is Taylor Rooks come out on the pod? Taylor Rooks come on the pod. We love you, Taylor Rooks, but I don't know about that one, Chief. All right, is Paul George a superstar? George. And you're a PG supporter, so I, I'm a PG supporter. Yeah, Duncan is you know, more of a, a pandemic P follower. I I don't think I could put him in the same tier as like I would with like Damian Lillard. Like if I called Damian Lillard a superstar, I don't think I could say that Paul George is I think he's like right right there, but it's funny, he has some similar accolades to Lillard. He has his own signature shoe. He, well, maybe not the the, the career playoff stuff. Obviously, Damian mm. went over PG. Uh, he was on the cover of NBA 2K. True. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. What do you think? About, about PG? Paul George, yeah. He's a superstar. He's a superstar. I mean, he is... Uh, I, mean, I mean, it's been tough with the injuries and... Yeah. But I mean, he's on that short list of, of of elite guys. Yeah, it, it's just been weird these past couple of years with with injuries and just sort of yeah. like lack of team. It, it also might depend. Like we're in the East Coast, so we don't like watch Trailblazers or Clippers games the same way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like come on, they Paul George, Damian Lillard. Yeah, yeah, let's not overthink this. Um, yeah, so actually, that'll be the poll for this week's episode. You can mm. look below, vote if if Damian Lillard is <laughs> is a superstar or not. I do Paul George, but Lillard is the one in question here, supposedly. Yes. I don't think it's in question, but you can let no. us know. And then uh, you'll also be able to see what the poll is. Um, or no, that's the poll. You'll be able to see what the Q&A is. Uh, I don't know what it is right now, but you'll be able to see it because it'll be right there. Uh, so you can listen to us to on Spotify if you want to check that out. If you don't want to listen to us on Spotify, that's fine. Listen wherever you want. Um, but wherever you are, uh, be sure to uh, rate us five stars. It's been a while since five I've stars. done this. Um, oh. you know, we're at like the 54, 55 minute mark. I don't know um, how much it'll work, but I'll check. So yeah, rate us five stars if you like us. If you don't like us, you don't have to rate Still us. Still five stars. Yeah. Did, hey, do, uh, how much effort does it take to just, you know, put in five stars and support the pod? Just like a couple taps, actually. Yeah, you know, if you're already on the yeah. episode, just like boom, boom, five stars. Yeah. Yeah. If, you know, if you don't like us, then, um, you know, tap, <sighs> frown and, and do the five <laughs> stars. Do angrily vote the five stars. Yeah. If you don't like us, let us know at seven seconds or more on Instagram. That's seven, the word, 
seven seconds or more. All one word available at the link in the description of this and all episodes. Anyways, with this, I didn't think we'd run this long, but, you know, yeah. Taylor Rooks got us, got us worked up a little yeah. bit <laughs> about her take. Um, let me clarify. Um, yeah, so, Dan, thank you for, for being back on the show for some NB Temper Talk. Always good to be here. Yep, uh, it was great having you back um, for this episode 21, and we will see you next time.